Hey, NetHeads, Will here just to uh, chime in and remind you all that if you want to find out the latest and greatest or you just want to know some information and you're like, oh, where do I go for this, that, or the other thing? When it comes to NetHeads, there's one place to go, netheadsonair.com. You go there and you can find a link to the YouTube page, to our Patreon page, to, um, gee, I don't know, if you had not done with your holiday shopping, you can click on the Amazon link and now all the shopping you do helps support NetHeads, let us get new gear or or like a, a push mower like we did for Trent. Whatever it is, you can find it, netheadsonair.com. So do me a favor, go there, check it out. Don't tell a friend unless they listen to NetHeads. They won't know what the hell you're talking about. Now, on with the show. Hit me! Episode 285. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek, giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. NetHeads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Yeah, it is, everybody. Hi, welcome. Another edition of NetHeads. Last time I looked in the mirror or looked, checked down my pants. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. You want to take part in the program? You can. One of many ways. One of them is Twitter. Trent, tell them how they do that. Yeah, whether or not you are uh, watching live or listening uh, and or watching uh Afterwards, just use the hashtag NetHeads. Not unlike longtime friend of the program, Venator2000, uh, tweeted us a couple of days ago. Uh, and uh, I'm going to get back at him uh, because there's some controversy that he, he tweeted out uh, in my neck of the woods uh, surrounding uh, the, the new Deadpool, the, the Deadpool that's coming out. Oh. The Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah, that's, uh, it's funny you mention that. Um, <laughs> everybody on the video is like, what are those, what are those badits? Um, little. <laughs> Oh, did that go through? Because a lot of no. times, you know, sometimes I'll get stuff in that no one else does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it, it won't be on the podcast because, you know, we right. do multi-channel recording. I can eliminate anyone and anything at any time. Um, but that uh, that will be on the video forever because I <laughs> fired up Skype. And even though I set the profile to, like, do no noises at all ever, it, of course, uh, just uh, went kablooey. And then it's playing audio. So I'm sure when we get phone calls, it's going to be like, do, 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 or some obnoxious ring or yeah. whatever it does. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I thought that was really interesting that they, uh, they decided to do that. They said, Hey, for the holidays, let's put out a PG 13 cut. Yes. And, and, and from what I understand, uh, I don't know if it's just in the promo materials or if it's in relation to, uh, you know, like the, uh, the trailer we've seen. Or if it's in relation to a like a whole new framing methodology they're using uh, in order to be able to tell this story in a PG-13 fashion. Because naturally there's some content they're just going to have to cut away from. Um, then uh, they've got uh, essentially Deadpool and Fred Savage. 
yeah, uh, uh-huh. recreating the the book reading scenes from Princess Bride, right? Um, yes. Except in this case, instead of Fred Savage being a small child and sick, he is a grown adult, and he's been miseried to the bed. So uh, it's it's interesting. I and I got to tell you, it, you know, such a, a brazen double dip in an era where the super duper cut is, you know, on home video and everything. I think it's a ballsy move, but I got to admit, I think they're going to get my money trend just yeah, out of absolute, morbid curiosity. Absolutely. It's it, it's funny because the, the promotional poster that they have is uh, a direct riff off of uh, uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint commissioned uh, picture or uh, image, you know, uh, painting, I guess is a better term, uh, that uh, that was commissioned by the church uh, back in the 60s. And if you go into any church houses, is a uh, uh, kind of a staple in you know you'll you'll see it around um again interesting because there was a a big uh it went to the i believe the state supreme court uh here in utah because uh there's a there's a law about not being able to serve alcohol uh with nudity uh in utah and uh one of Bruvies, one of the the pub house uh cinemas here showed the film and uh the the uh, alcohol commission uh, fined them and, and it, it went to court and they ended up winning saying, you know, it, it was uh, an infringement on uh, first amendment. Um, and so I, I didn't know if, if like when they released that poster, if that was kind of like, we got your back guys, like a little, little nudge, nudge. It, it did seem like a little bit of trolling and you're talking about yeah, the, totally. because the first Deadpool movie had a uh, strip, uh, what a strip club scene. And so yeah, there uh, is most definitely nudity. Uh, in that film, uh, I can't really remember any specific nudity in the new one, except maybe, um, I don't know, Ryan Reynolds seems to like to drop trial in those movies, but uh, I don't recall anything <laughs> hey, there this if, time. If I, look, if I looked as good as Ryan Reynolds, I would drop trial any chance I got. You know, that's the thing. Any one of these guys, like Chris Hemsworth, Chris oh, Evans, right. uh, you oh. know, even I- I'm surprised we're not seeing more and more uh, of our good friend that plays Ant-Man. Oh, the Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised we don't see more of him because yeah. of uh, what he has to do to get into in shape for the Ant-Man role. Wow, uh, you know, I'm sensing the segue now. Do we just kind of go into it and get rid of it at the head, Trent? Segue. Yeah, um, Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. I got to tell you guys, uh, this past Friday, it, it, I, uh, as I've, I've uh, complained about on the show before, with the uh, Google news uh, a lot of it there's always the for you section and it tells me a lot about me that it has essentially been just a constant weekly reminder of somebody's harebrained theory or potential spoiler or as is the case with movies nowadays toilers toys that are are creating spoilers everything has been avengers 4 centric so naturally i saw in that feed a lot of mentions and a lot of talk about, you know, oh, we're going to get a trailer soon. We're going to get a trailer soon. Look, man, if we had just gone to look in history, okay? Right. Um, and, and because I have a little something a little close to the vest on this one. Uh, but it was around December 13th to 16th of 2017 when Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes were shooting a reaction video, video to the Avengers Infinity War trailer. Infinity War, right, yeah. And if nothing else, we know that Disney knows and Marvel know the formula. So we should have just known April movie, December trailer. The math was there right in front of us the whole time. Um, But we did get the trailer drop, and we do actually know the title of the movie now, which 
you know, they kept saying that the title wasn't being released because it would give away elements of the second film, but I don't think Endgame says a- anything to me. No, no you know, nor do I. In, in realistic uh, terms, as a chess term. It's the point where people start, well, I guess, okay, maybe this is where it comes in, because it is a part in the game where people start sacrificing key uh, pieces in order to win the game, okay? Right. So maybe us knowing Endgame in advance would have clued us into what we now know through uh, Marvel prequel comics as the decimation, as it's referred to uh, for the MCU, Uh, Thanos' snap, the dusting. I think think Nerdist came up with the best one, though. They called it the snappening. Um, that oh, was, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. You know, especially if you're a fan by any chance of that movie, which I can't imagine you are. Uh, the happening, that is. Uh, right, but no. but uh, I guess in the MCU, they're, it's going to be referred to as the decimation because there's some uh, Avengers 4 prequel comics in the works, things that kind of tie into the movies. And yeah. in them, they're referring to it as the decimation, which seems... Uh, to pretty much make sense. I think it's a good uh, tone uh, setter right there. Uh, but anyway, I, I guess knowing the title of Endgame, we would have known that some pieces get sacrificed. Uh, it, I guess it's also a little bit on the nose, even though Doctor Strange tells us we're in the Endgame now. Right. Moments before he gets dusted. Um, I mean, uh, 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 unless... Oh, sorry, one moment. This is n- <laughs> I'm on the wrong screen. Go ahead. Unless, Unless they're afraid that... Gosh, I don't know that that it's that or not that they're afraid, but maybe maybe and this I I don't think this is the case. I'm just trying to justify why they would have said that the it could spoil the film and that be that the end of the film might be setting up uh, like a secret wars or a contest of champions where like everyone has to go and like fight each other in a, like a, a game. Yeah, uh, but, that would, but that would be like start game or or ready player one oh wait no that's already been taken yeah that already uh, that, that one already <laughs> happened which by the way i don't know if i ever mentioned it on the podcast and i apologize if i'm reiterating something but i have to tell you when that movie came out and i saw it in the theaters i was so connected to the literature the literary version of ready player yeah. one that the film i got you know in this day and age where we see so many adaptations that are true to form I was originally kind of taken aback and maybe taken out of the element uh, of the film because of those vast differences. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But I have to say, once it came to home video, and I then mentally associated it just as its own product and not really, you know, derivative right, yeah. of the work, but not totally. recreative of it, uh, yeah. actually a lot of rewatchability factor in the, in that movie. Yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, uh, tangentially, it's not unlike it, it. It's it's a little bit more uh, true to the source material than than the preacher uh, television adaptation. I, I I had reservations about watching the preacher adaptation for so long until I I finally dove in and, and blew through it, and it, it it is so great because it lives as its own medium separate from the the comic book. You could like you could not make the comic book into a tv series well, right and, and 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 bringing it back into the fold here uh something marvel has been conditioning us now with probably since i would say did winter soldier happen before uh age of ultron no no it happened after i believe uh it was uh, they brought down hydra no. so it, it was, was, second, I, think. It was huh? after. I don't remember 
Yeah. I no. Believe- yeah. Yeah. Age of Ultron was first because Cap was with him. That's right. right. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of. Uh, but what I'm saying is, though, that Marvel has done a wonderful job of setting us up for knowing and recognizing a title that we know and love and it being something else. Civil and War. Doing it something completely different. Yeah. Civil War, for example. Age of Ultron uh, as well. Uh, you know, totally. Yeah. Is a comic uh, series title that that is uh, not truly derivative of the work that it came from. Uh, but anyway, all I'm saying is Marvel was setting us up for that. But bringing it back to Marvel. Uh, the trailer came out finally, and really, it's it's kind of exactly the kind of trailer I wanted. And I and I've mentioned this before, Trent. Uh, we've seen so many shenanigans in Marvel trailers that I almost don't want to watch them to some degree now. Yep, yep. You know, yeah, because uh, a couple of things are are possible with these trailers. Like one, you'll see a bunch of content that isn't in the film at all, or two, they just give it away. Which, by the way, Rick at Ralph in the post-credit sequence deals with amazingly well. That's all I'll say about that. Um, but we did get to see that movie really good. But staying on point, uh, when it came to the uh, to the trailer, you know, it's kind of exactly what I would expect. It's a trailer that really conveys the exact same way we probably all felt at the end of the last movie. Totally. You know, yeah. and 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 it really it is dark and it is bleak as hell. Until uh, that that one moment, and I gotta say, every time that moment happens, I get goosebumps. So you get a little chills, don't you? If you guys haven't uh, seen the trailer, we're not gonna play it here. Okay, we're not no. gonna do that. Uh, I no. actually, if you go to our Patreon page, uh, Patreon.com, uh, I think it's NetHeads on Air. I have no idea. Go to NetHeadsOnAir.com. That's the easiest way to get to anything. Uh, it's kind of your gateway to the uh, NetHeads lifestyle. If yeah, there even it's, is it's, one. It's your it's your it's your Stargate. Yeah, into into our realm. There you are. Um, so with that, uh, I'm not. We're not going to play it here. But I have to say the uh, the reveal of the title was good as well. Uh, I like the. I I thought it was really harsh and painful and really effed up for them to show the Marvel. Uh, God damn it! This. I like it. Mice drip I blame a little Vector. bit. Yeah. I blame Vector. I wish we could. Can't blame the robot. Um, but but they do a really good job of um, of dusting the Marvel logo to just remind us again why we're oh, so God. sad. Yeah. And I, I I'm like, are they trolling themselves now? That's messed up. Um. Uh. But everything we saw was good. They gave us a little tease of of a darker Hawkeye who in the comic is, which I'm sure you anyone who would listen to this has heard at ad ad nauseum uh that oh oh my god it's ronan look the only reason why i know hawkeye is ronan is because i think six or eight months ago there may have been like a set leak of him in a costume that's very ronan-esque and i'm like oh what's ronan and i read about it it up yeah 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 yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna front folks it's 100 percent real up here um yeah i'll be 100 with you which is oh keeping it 100 which is interesting though because i mean aside from the the big misdirect uh, that I will never forgive Joss Whedon for, uh, with a Hawkeye having a family on a farm, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we, Hawkeye hasn't really been a huge player in really any of these, uh, you know, Mar- 
Marvel movies at all, right? And so I don't know I if think this is like... Not, not to once again say, if you're not listening to Smodcast, you're missing out. But if you didn't listen to MC Chris on Smodcast, oh. there's even a, a brief <laughs> moment where he's like, yeah, Hawkeye's one of my favorite characters, but like they just hate him in the movies, basically. Yep. Um, yep. And, and I think we all pretty much can just guess what that means. It's almost like uh, they're kind of giving you a little payoff for the farm because he's probably dark and messed up because he's yes. just chilling at the farm. Yep. Probably playing with the kids on the tractor, you know, that, that, that they asked Tony to go out and fix or or what have you. And I'm I'm calling it now. His entire family, dust. Gone. They're gone. Yeah. Uh, call out the Roomba. They got picked up. They're out of there. <laughs> um, okay, so 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 speaking of Ronan, mm-hmm. um, but a different Ronan, we also had the release of the uh Captain Marvel trailer. Uh, very interesting because they're they're blending the mythologies of the uh, the the Captain Marvel Cree soldier, white Cree soldier, and the uh, Miss Marvel uh, original character, kind of overlaying the mythology between the two um, to create the MCU Captain Marvel. But did you see Ronan the Cree is in uh, that trailer as well? I'm okay. Well, the thing is. I have to wonder if if it really is Ronan or just somebody else because you got to remember, another, yeah, another zealot with the headdress and and then the the priests around him. Yeah, because yeah. you know in the in the beginning of uh, when our introduction to Ronan in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know they refer to him as a religious zealot and he's bitching about how his people have forgotten the old ways or what have right. you. So it could be that that's just very ceremonial garb. But I mean, it uh, look, I I saw a headdress. I thought I saw like the hammer, yeah. you know, the Ronan hammer of justice, whatever it's called. Cause I don't know unless it's Thor's I, hammer. I, I really hope so. Just because I, uh, it, it's a great character. Uh, it's something that I think we can, uh, as viewers, it, it, we're able to bridge that gap of suspension of belief very easily because we we have these people in our lives, right? That 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 uh, you know want a totalitarianism tol- government um, based on their own values and not everyone else's. And you know this is set in the future, so it's very possible with the the tie and everything. Anyway, I, I I was sad to see him go. Uh, in uh, Guardians, and I hope we can see more of him through the uh, this uh, the set in the future. So, so it's quickly, possible. meaning it was kind of upsetting to see him go uh, when he, when he just got here, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. I mean, same same thing uh, with uh, with Claw, right? Like that that character, uh, Andy oh. Circus, freaking just killed it. Like like every time he's on the scene, I'm just like, give me more of this guy. Yeah, and we only got two uh, movies with him. Yeah, and and very little in the first, and you know the Iron Man three, and then you know he's gone in uh, Panther. Well, so let's uh, let's let's roll it back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. The new, uh, I think the one important thing that came out of the new Captain Marvel trailer, which what dropped one to two weeks before the uh, yeah. this one, uh, was that they showing us just the true badassery involved because she is in space blasting yes. things without a ship just uh yeah. fancy headdress you know the special helmet and all that jazz uh but that's it uh so we understand now how powerful she is um which is good and at least they did clarify exactly why it's okay that uh, captain marvel uh punched that old lady right <laughs> oh right yeah because because she's a scroll yeah all yeah. of all of us who who went through the uh not not secret war because that was them going to another pl- was secret wars too about creation Oh, Secret Invasion. Thank you. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was something along those lines, but I got lost. Um, 
So uh, they, but they're, um, they at least let us know why that's okay. That she, because yeah. it turns out she's a Cree and, and, or not a Cree, a scroll. And it's yeah. nice to see them actually bringing the scrolls in considering yes. the Chitari are kind so of a, similar. Yeah. And they were a misdirect in a way for us yep. with the first Avengers movie. Totally, totally. And, and, and I mean, yeah, to the point where now the Chitari have been brought into the comic book 616 universe. Uh, um, so, so there is room, I guess, you know, for continuity and canon for them to go back and forth. You know, I never knew uh, that it was Alex Denisoff that was playing the uh, playing Thanos's uh, basically mouthpiece uh, in both Avengers and then I guess Guardians of the Galaxy as well, the first Avengers movie. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, he played Wesley on um, on both uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. Uh, yeah. Among uh, you know, a brief stint uh, with his wife Allison Hannigan on How I Met Your Mother, uh, you know. So the guy's familiar, but I was like, "Oh my god, that's who that was!" Never knew. Uh, sometimes it pays to actually read the credits and not read, just read, read the credits and not just sit through them to get to the to the button on the end. Um, so speaking of the button on the end, you know, this trailer had a lot of good, powerful uh, things in it and a lot of interesting imagery. You know, seeing Cap in more of his Winter Soldiers ish uh, stealth suit gear. Yep. Makes you wonder. It was nice seeing him still have the compass with Peggy's picture in it, Peggy right. Carter. Um, and then uh, seeing Cap cry as well, because that really, I think, sets the tone of how bad things are. If you don't mind my diverging for a minute, and folks, I'm really sorry uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, Will, tell us about the cool new tech gadgets or something. That ain't going to happen for a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to nerd out, and, and I'm sure, you know, we are one uh, one podcast and a sea of podcasts of two guys uh, talking about this trailer at length, but I'm taking it a step further. Okay. Um, because I want you to think about uh, what kind of world we would live in if this happened. Because mind okay. you, it, it's supposed to be completely uh, uh, non-discriminatory. It was uh, completely random. And, and so, fifty oh, percent right. of of all living creatures, as of it was all described, yeah, all sentient beings. Which, which by the way, I, I just gotta to to throw a, a flag on the play there, um, because if That's you, me blowing my whistle, good job. Well, thank God it's your whistle this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not that flexible. Like, I just had a hernia surgery. I can't get down there. There you go. Well, I thought maybe it might have unlocked a secret <laughs> power, and now you could. <laughs> I don't know, man. I want anyway. Um. Uh, one of Thanos's biggest arguments is that the resources are finite, so everything's running out. So this non this this uh, completely random culling of fifty percent of all living creatures sounds good, but like let's take Earth for example, where there aren't a lot of vegetarians and vegans versus people sure. that eat meat. So if sure. you've gotten rid now of half of the fish, half of the game stock, uh, half of the livestock. And half of the people. Where's the Where's the gain? I'm missing here, Trent. Well, uh, do we, Do we know that the the animals are gone too? Or, or Black Widow like... said all living creatures. So yeah, unless well, then, unless yeah, I... unless fish are dead and we're eating, yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. But but that and that just popped into my head now. Um, but. Uh, the other thing, too, though, if you think about uh, us living in a world where this happened, and it could be completely random, you have to realize, I think, uh, a certain amount of structure uh, would go away. You know, there would be collapses of governments and, oh, and normalcy absolutely. to some degree until, 
you know, we got our shit back together. And not 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 to mention, speaking of religious zealousy, the 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 believers, right? That that would not that would just say, well, this is God's will. This is the this is the the quickening of the 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 second resurrection, and Christ is coming back. He's the righteous have have ascended. Yeah, the ascension happening. Yeah. Um. Uh. But and, and what's the what is the uh, well? Let's not get into the actual Catholic or or Christian. Yeah. Uh, term for it. Uh. But but yeah. Can you imagine though? Like, oh yeah, this happened, and like, well, they, well, they weren't ascending bodily into heaven. We know that. So, but yeah. but you can still see them play out. It's like, hey guys, we're what's left. Which which from that perspective would be even worse for me because then. That means oh, yeah. now that uh, we're, you know, we're in purge territory at all times, totally. right? Because yep, totally, we are this the Trump, bad. This Trump's America now. We're we're the bad and lawless. <laughs> good play, uh, but we're the bad and lawless uh, that have been left behind. So uh, this is this is our uh, Sodom and yeah. Gomorrah now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean at, at that point, right? Uh, uh, nihilism becomes complete. Nothing matters anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um. So, uh, so you got to think about that, which uh, the reason why I'm getting at this is because there are some interesting, interesting things we see from this trailer. Uh, one of them is that, uh, you know, like the Avengers, uh, area in upstate New York, uh, you know, uh, things look a little not cared for. Right. Right. So, but black widow, isn't that much older. So it's sometime in the future, long enough for the grass to get off the buildings to fade a little, uh, things to have lost their sheen. Um, so, you know, that, at least that shot is probably what, like four or five years in the future, at least I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then the, the flip side is that, uh, also they end up, uh, showing us this button on the end of the trailer. The thing I haven't gotten to for a while now. Yeah. Uh, where it's Scott Lang just showing up. Now, previous, they had showed people, they were showing images, and the, and the words next to them were missing, which is interesting because uh, first we see Scott Lang and Shuri, and then uh, from Black Panther, you know, his sister, mm-hmm. and then that's replaced by Peter Parker is missing. And I say this is interesting because, uh, well, I don't know if the database is just indicating anybody that got dusted as being missing or if these are Avenger records, because there are certain Avengers they know That's were dusted true. on spot. Right. But Shuri wasn't on the battlefield when it happened, so that could be a reason why they wouldn't know. So, you know, did she make it or did she? I don't know. Peter Parker did get dusted, but they wouldn't know because he was There's on Titan, way. right? Yeah, yeah but, 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 you know, maybe, you know, he never came. Or, or this is this is after Tony's come back and he's told them. No. No. Or maybe after then, they received the, nope. the message. Nothing. No, they're yeah. just, he's just sense. being called as missing because he's not here. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, led me so to. Tony a, should be on that list as well then. Exactly, because they don't know what happened to him. Yeah. And, and then you get Scott Lang who's missing right. because all of his known associates gone, I'm Are guessing. Gone. Yeah, and, and we can't find him. Yeah, because he was in the quantum realm. Oh, um, dude, that tr- that that was one of the best uh, Easter eggs, I think, as far as like driving a uh, plot and getting you excited for the next film, mm-hmm. um, or 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 just whatever the next chapter in the story is. I I thought that was masterfully done. Well, and and the thing that I don't think we may have realized, Trent, because we've seen this before as Easter eggs or or the 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 credit sequences that get played, um, like an actual scene from a uh, Winter Soldier was a tag on one of the other movies where they've got uh, the Winter Soldier's arm in a gigantic clamp 
Right. And they're talking to him, you know, a Falcon and Captain America. And so that's uh, what I'm getting at is I wonder if we, although it, it is perfectly in context for Ant-Man and the Wasp for that scene to be there. But I wonder if we actually saw what will be the pre-title sequence or part of it in Avengers uh, Endgame. Endgame. Because oh, there's no uh, sure. there's no guarantee people have seen that, which is the reason why if people didn't stay through Ant-Man and the Wasp, they may be wondering why it's so shocking that right. uh, we get what we get, which is them. And I love this scene. Kevin uh, broke it out best with the Spielberg stand-up of Cap coming into frame because we and, – and I love the way they cut this because it's all black – and then you just hear suddenly Scott Lang, you know, hey, uh, it's me, Scott Lang. And then when the, the video comes up and we see it on the video on a monitor as well, they also include like a little activation sound there, like, boink, it got pulled up. Yeah. Um, but also, interestingly enough, in the frame, and this is the reason why I call shenanigans so many times. Okay, okay. Because it does show that it's the archive uh, up in the corner of the picture. It says archive. So is this a past recording or isn't it? But he says, is this a past recording? And then Black Widow says, it's the front door. So I'm assuming it just, archived just means that it's being archived actively. Sure. Or is it a window on a window? It, it could be. Who knows? Yeah. We don't, look, man, We're, we don't have yeah. the science. Yeah. Um, but, but it's great because <laughs> of a few things in that shot. Uh, first of all, previously we saw the grounds are not being kept up. And right. then in the Scott Lang shot, if it is the gate for uh, the Avengers uh, upstate New York campus, I don't know what they call it. The, uh, I guess it would be Avengers headquarters. We could just call yeah. it that right in upstate New the York. Avengers mansion. He, um, he is driving the van, which the last time we saw it had the quantum tunnel in it. Yes. Right? Uh, but better yet, you have to realize now, whatever this world is that people are living in, and there must be some form of normalcy because... The, the streets in in whatever Asian area that Ronan is killing people in are still, the signs are lit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my guess would be Madripoor. Yeah. So so there is some, uh, you know, uh, continuity and, and I'm sure stabilization by this point. Uh, but for whatever reason, let's extrapolate a few things. One, excuse me, Scott Lang has no direct way to contact the Avengers because he has, uh, however he gets out of the quantum realm, He's able to get back to where the van is, and he has now right. driven that van cross-country because that van, when we last saw it, was in San Francisco. Correct. And he has had to go all the way across country to the Avengers uh, mansion. Sure, we'll call it that. Yeah. Um, so he's had to do that. Uh, so no direct way to contact it. And obviously nobody... And mind you, even though they don't have Tony anymore, I imagine they still have access to technology. Oh, um, for sure, yeah. Actually, it's kind of interesting, though, because if you think about it, how many of the people that are left behind are outlaws, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're, they're they're like, after the snapping happened, they're like, Sokovia Accords, what? Don't care. Well, yeah, again, like, nothing really matters at this point. <laughs> Exactly, because because Cap is not in jail too. He's just hanging out at right. Avengers HQ. At least you know. Let's just make the assumption. Um, so the van is there, which is interesting. Scott Lang is there, which from their perspective is interesting because this is probably the first time someone that was missing has now popped up alive. Right. Because clearly they're not looking for missing people, or they may, may have gotten a facial recognition tag of him going cross country. The other interesting thing, though. And I don't know if you noticed this, the gate 
is heavily chained and padlocked. Mm. So the Avengers, uh, what what's left of them may be there, but they're not open for business and they're keeping people out. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because not only, do, I guess, do things not matter, but just things don't exist anymore. I don't know, right. man. Um, but I thought that was really uh, really neat, and it was a good way to do that, kind of end on something that it, that's giving both us hope and them hope, right? Because right. that's the important part. The, you know, the heroes need to have hope. Um, but some of the things, too, that we saw in there that I wasn't expecting, just uh, a crying Captain America. Ugh. Didn't expect it, to get that. Yeah, yeah. This eternal beacon of hope and life, and his comment to Black Widow, it has to work because I don't know what I'll do if it doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the the, the compass is is a uh, is an illusion, right? To to him being the moral compass uh, on Earth for the Avengers, right? He's he's the one that that can kind of cut through all the the BS and 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 help everyone along the way. At least you hope, but yeah, that that's his. That's his his role. That's his stance. I mean, that's kind of part of the reason why there was the whole civil war conflict because he's like, uh, I you know we can't be and 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 I don't mean this in a dickish way, but he's like we can't be beholden to any government or entity. We as these enhanced individuals, we need to to kind of govern ourselves because we don't want our power to be abused. And right. we don't want to not be able to act if we can and we yeah. should. So it was kind of a double-edged sword there. But very moral values being established there. Um, so I'm, I am I like everything we've seen. I can't wait to see how it all comes together. Um, and, and I really hope, honestly speaking, I really hope we don't get much more in the way of trailers on this. Because, you know, like I said, uh, the Infinity War trailer really kind of burned me with the you know, because we saw a charging Hulk in those ads. Yep. And I don't know, did we ever actually see that unified run sequence, or was that just a promotional material? Something. I think it was good? something they kind of cobbled together for the trailer. <laughs> yeah, because it's a really good looking moment. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, and the other thing too, like there are little things. Uh, so you know, like we never saw the Hulk, and then. Like in in the parts where Star Lord is saying that uh, their plan, uh, he doesn't like it because it's bad and his is better. Uh, that I don't remember what they did. It may have just been blurring, or they just put up orange, uh, looking like rock or more desolate uh, Titan. Uh, but you know, for whatever reason, they blocked out uh, Doctor Strange in the background doing his freaky uh, timeline scrubbing. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I, it was interesting the way they, they showed him doing it because, uh, like, mentally speaking, I just instantly associate it with an old school editing deck with some with some manual controllers and you're just... Like spinning it forward. Yeah, yeah. like a like a, ja a jog wheel or, or whatever they yep. call it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yes, yeah, in, like in like an avid kiosk, just like going back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the trailer dropped. I think it looks great. I, I can't wait to see more, but I'm hesitant to see more. The more I want to see, I'll tell you what I want to see the more of, okay? And unfortunately, like, I think we can all already call it because there, there may be uh, some post-credit sequences, but one of them is going to be Carol Danvers, wherever she is, she may be in silent contemplation. She may be in the middle of something, kicking more into galactic ass or something. 
Right. And then it's going to be like beep, 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 beep. And she's going to look at the thing and go pume. Yep. And, okay. and take off. Right. And and that's that's the one thing I'm, I, I, I predict it'll happen and we'll see it at Captain Marvel. But, you know, I also want to see a little bit of this Avengers 4 world. I want right. to see a post-credit yeah. sequence clip with that. Yeah, I mean that's that's that could be a whole movie, right? Yeah, some, like, and something that's canon and that they're not going to dick me on and totally, change it yeah, around. Like, yeah, like like n- that's that's when your your supervillain teams start start to emerge, right? Because there's there's a uh, you know the the chaos that's left afterwards, government scrambling to to fill roles as as everyone's missing, and these you know the it gives a chance for these guys to come together. Hmm. Definitely. And it's it's something that would be nice to see. Uh, the, but the other thing, too, that I really want to see um, come of all this is is maybe just one more trailer with just a little bit more info. And that's it. You know, yeah, they don't. I, I think by now they should know that they don't really need to do paid advertisement for this movie. Oh, you know, right. You don't need to buy a Super Bowl spot. Although I think I just called when we'll see the next trailer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but with this movie, you don't need to buy a circle. You don't need to look. I'm telling yeah. you right now, you don't need to buy TV time in, yeah. in the weeks leading up to it. Okay. If only if only they would have just taken the the marketing money that they are going to put into this and actually put it into solo. Yeah. Right. Ooh. And, and, and then and then release solo on what might be the 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 deadest. Uh, thanksgiving weekend in box office history and released released it on that weekend uh solo would have been a a, a viable option thanks Iger. you, you know it, it's funny you bring that up because i still don't understand the logic of going in may the way they did instead of giving us a breather because yep. i mean they were already establishing and training us that december is when you get your 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 star wars movie yep and yep. now, honestly, I got to tell you, I am feeling the gap. I, I, you know, if it were dropping now, it, it would have been something to look forward to throughout the year. And I would have seen it. And then whatever way I felt about it, I would have then known, well, you know what? Uh, this time next year, I'll be walking out of a theater seeing the closure of the next of, of the current trilogy. Yep, exactly. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. But but it, but instead, you know, two weeks after uh, <laughs> Infinity War comes out. Uh, they released the the next chapter, and it there. Uh, you know, Spielberg was 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 not wrong uh, when he uh, published that op ed a few years ago about how it's it's only really going to take one major uh, financial box office flop to change the whole market um, and, and really bring things to its knees, and and that's kind of an example of that. Yeah, well, and that's you know sadly that's probably the same thing we're going to see when it comes to marvel movies you know it's going to be oh, for sure. things yep. will have finally been diluted and yep. you know they will have much in the same way i'm saying you don't need to bother advertising somebody else is going to get all lackadaisical about it and they're going to then not be in place where we need them and and they're not going to give the right funding or it wasn't the right script or they just pushed it through in order to get the this that and the other thing by the way Interesting side note, since Daredevil has been canceled and we've gotten like oh. different uh, bits of information here and there uh, about this process, I seem to remember reading in an article, you remember one of our, my big complaints is, you know, guys, you don't need to have 13 episodes, you know, right. just tell yeah, the story, just make, make the episode to tell the story. 
And I thought that was Netflix pushing that, but I think I read in an article somewhere it was Marvel wanting to adhere to 13 episodes, and probably for future marketability is my guess. Yeah, or, or syndication elsewhere. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but also I, I got to thinking about it. Um, we, we don't know what kind of contracts that they have uh, for the distribution of those, right? Mm-hmm. So it would make sense... Uh, that say like when it was made, uh, you know, Marvel Studios made it uh, through ABC and then distributed through Netflix. If they have a contract on that to just cancel it and then start over completely new for something that you have the distribution rights with your own app when it's released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Good point. And and that way, then you're that way you have certain user expectations as well. They're totally, coming in looking totally. for 13 episodes. So you got to give them 13 episodes. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think. You know, it, it it's not unlike the the clerk's um, animated series, right? Uh, the that's wrapped up in in contract interpretation of what home video means, right? And and streaming didn't exist at the time. Now people are 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 basing things off of distribution in any conceivable form, uh, so that they don't get held hostage to any one area. I think. Yep. I uh, I I just uh, hope. Well, Marvel has made it pretty clear that in all instances, we're not not going to see these people anymore. I just feel bad for Jessica Jones, who's probably got their next season in the can, and they're yeah. just basically waiting for it to air and then to get canceled as well. That's just a cost there, yeah. And, but it's also really kind of shocking, because I have to say, this uh, last season of Daredevil was probably better oh balanced than the first God. one. Yes. I mean, really, it's by far, for me, it was probably the best season. Totally agree. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, it, it, it was. It was balanced. It, it wasn't. It wasn't all talking and introspection. It wasn't all fighting. It was. It even. It even went back to uh, some of the. Uh, and I, it'd be interesting to look at who the directors and and the DPs were on it. But back to the similar fight scenes. You know, remember that first uh, uh, long uncut fight scene we saw in Daredevil season one? They brought that back into season three, um, which which I think is just a, a very stylistic stamp on on that series itself well they did actually have it in season two as well it's just the hallway became the stairway the stairway that's right yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but with that one it was definitely um easier to see where they may have uh, done it forced cuts because you know it's like well suddenly i've spent way too long traversing and filling the frame with this guy's uh, black uh back shirt uh, well, his shirt—it's black, and I'm getting his entire back covering yeah, the frame as well. As it passes, say. yeah, right over the, the 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 lens. Exactly, or as we like to call it, covering the cut. Um, ooh, ooh. Yeah, so it was shocking to see that they were canceled. But I mean, I think after Luke Cage, well, Iron Fist—I kind of saw it coming. Sure. And, and I have to admit, I wasn't too uh, impressed with the second season <laughs> of Luke Cage <laughs> as well. Um, but but with uh, their, de- yeah, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. That's good, man. I'm glad you got more out yeah. of it than I did. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, it wasn't it wasn't as uh, uh I don't know. I I just didn't appeal to me the same way the first season uh, did. I don't know why. Well, I mean, when when you when you've got like the the perfect casting and execution of Diamondback. Oh my God, he just chewed up that scenery. Mm-hmm. And plus, I, I don't know. It just kind of was weird to me to see that the. Uh, the season ends with him basically being in charge of the club. Yeah, kind of assuming that that role. Yeah, but it was supposedly so he could keep an eye on everything uh, and understand what's going down. But you know, eventually, word just goes gets out. Don't talk about it at the club, man. Just, right. Yeah. Duh. 
So, uh, but anyway, uh, I, I guess that's kind of a, I don't know that we should really talk about anything else and related to the nerd. I mean, we're supposed to be a tech podcast and we're supposed to talk about technology stuff, you know, uh, yes. supposed to, to get y'all educated on the latest and greatest, uh, that come around. I don't know what it is with these damn teeth. Make me want to just go all redneck. <laughs> I apologize. Um, it's okay. Trays. They're fun. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually, uh, not that anybody cares about this. So, so yeah, I've been going through Invisalign. It was like something had to be taken care of. So then they said, well, if you don't want to look like a freak, we can go corrective. So I did. Um, so I've been uh, dealing with lisping and, and all the other fun things that come with having extra stuff in your mouth. Uh, in this case, these Invisalign trays. And the week of Thanksgiving, I don't know what it was, but I just like threw in the towel. I'm like, uh, oh, I know what it was. I was supposed to switch. And when they switch, anyone who's had braces will hear this and go, well, yeah, dude, duh. Um, yeah, as it, as it moves, yeah. Yeah, so uh, when you put it in a new tray, you're now forcing them into the new mold you want them to move to. So you're at all at once, uh, much in the same way that uh, people's traditional braces were tightened, you know, you're just slamming the tooth into the position you need it or trying to force it that way. Uh, right. It, it's very uncomfortable, and it has, uh, unlike braces, uh, whenever I want to eat, I have to take these back out. So then you have to kind of relive that pain both on the way out and on the way back yeah. in. And I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I was getting all wimpy or something. So uh, for Thanksgiving week, uh, I didn't switch when I did. I was wearing my trays, but I, did, I was wearing the old ones. So I delayed things by a week. And I realized that was just pointless other than the fact that I wanted to be more comfortable when I was eating. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, as as, as a kid, I, I remember there were times where I missed a uh, uh, an appointment with the orthodontist and and he only came into uh, our small town like once every two months. <laughs> so that was a four month wait before I could have uh, the the next tightening or, or for my last tightening on my braces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you were real bummed to have missed that visit. Right. <laughs> but, in the, but, but in the end, it extended, you know, the how long I had them on. You know, I think I had braces for three years. Yeah. Uh, and and y you can't really see it uh, that well, but. I'm really big on talking with some bottom teeth out and like there was a gap here and now there's just a tiny one. So it, it, okay. although my, my mind cannot uh, comprehend or understand, because for me, I, I think of it as a, it's a bone set in a bone, but you know, when we, uh, when we deal with bones in real life, we're always seeing the end product, whether it's a cooked bone, a rib or what have you from, sure. from carcasses and they're brittle. Right. But but real bones aren't that way. They're so soft. tough. They're softer and a little more malleable. And I'm guessing that the uh, the same could be said of our mandibles and the like. Um, I, but I still just can't fathom the fact that the teeth are getting moved. So like the the socket gets pushed. Is that what's happening? I mean, I I mean, I, I understand that's where the pain comes from. Yeah, I, I right, get yeah, it. Exactly. Trent. And I, I don't mean to sound like like a like a flat earthist who you know even with income because in, I'm seeing the move. Bones don't move. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I just in my mind I don't I don't comprehend it. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm talking about the stupid trays and the fact that every once in a while I sound really stupid. Um, uh, technology, tech talk. We got to talk about something tech. I personally I haven't had a lot of. Uh, of uh, technology exploration or improvement in my life, so I can't talk about anything yeah. firsthand. Uh, other than the fact that you know, I just had to upgrade to the unlimited uh, Xfinity data plan uh, for ah, home. Ah, there you go. Yep. Because because yep. all Welcome that to the club. I gotta say something. 
I, you know, I really thought when we were cutting the 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 cord, as it were, or get moving away from receipt, u- using cable to get our, right. en- our our entertainment, I really thought I would watch less television, and I'm unfortunately finding I think I'm watching more. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think because now uh you, you there's more incentive to binge watch maybe even now um where where you're you know you're watching everything in a collection rather than week by week. Well, case in point, I'm watching uh the, my favorite way to watch The Good Place now is on Hulu. I still record it. I'll watch it live if I can. I will record it and watch it on the DVR. But then I also love to watch it on Hulu because I think I have the Hulu Premium, so I don't have any commercials. Oh, I just get it's so it's so worth it. The, it's so worth the eleven dollars a month. And I have uh, I have watched uh, the last episode of The Good Place. Won't talk about it, but uh, okay, thank you. The, the title is Janet's. I've watched that episode now probably about six times. Holy shit! <laughs> I, I can't and I and I can't tell you why. I, I don't have a logical reason. Uh, so you know, for anybody that's waiting for me to deliver anything, say because you know, it's, it's like just it's being back with your friends. You know, that's this this these this group that you love so much. Yeah, it's uh, and in a way, uh, it because I also did the same thing over the summer. I rewatched seasons one and two a lot they were just like yeah. my go-to to have something playing while i'm doing something else or what have you much in the way that i suspect infinity war has been for kevin smith if you follow a link totally. he posted to an imdb interview i think the the count at that time was like 41 or 48 viewings of infinity war yep um but you know those of us that have to work sometimes the familiar is good to have in the background because it's just a constant sound that you can yeah. ignore um <laughs> Where was I going with this? Oh, so I'm watching Janet's for like the sixth time. And and then uh, it says, oh, well, coming up next is My Name is Earl. Like, oh, man, I haven't nice. seen that in forever. Next yeah. thing I know, I'm watching the pilot. Next thing I know, yeah. I'm at episode six. What the hell happened? Yeah, well, that's 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 how I got into uh, Superstore, which I now love. But I, I finished something and it was like up up next and it started playing Superstore. I'm like. Damn, I okay, I can I can dig this. I see where this is going, and now it's it's something I do watch weekly. Now the terrifying part, Trent, and this is the tech talk portion, part of it anyway, now that I just this is one of those things where it's like, oh, look, that really fits well. But it's almost terrifying because you have to realize then that the, the reason why we're so easily able to get sucked in by it is because we're 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 falling right in with what the algorithm is predicting. Totally. You know, there yep. are there are uh every one of these companies they i don't care if you call netflix uh, a streaming service you call them a studio or anything else there is a, going to be a primary area a division a place that is going to be the analytics and it's probably sure. going to be oh, five yeah. times as big as any other portion same thing at amazon same thing at hulu and everything else they live and die by the analytics because they need us uh, to stay a subscriber and stay on the service, and we're going to be getting what we're getting from them no matter what. Uh, we're going to take that. We're going to. We're always going to have the volume as long sure. as they hook our interest. So we're going to stick around if they can keep hooking our interest. So there's these massive, massive algorithms or, or partner algorithms and algorithms that work within algorithms to predict what it is we want to watch. And because I had watched Janet's probably three times and they're like oh well maybe a greg garcia show would be up his alley let's throw my name is earl at him and it's true i mean i i enjoyed my name is earl when it was on the air it's a damn shame it got canceled for the stupid reasons that it did what did it get canceled for 
it got I think it got picked up and then there was a price dispute and because uh-huh. it was a show that was on NBC but may have been produced by Fox or another company like another studio yeah uh, they just decided to fill the slot with something else uh, I mean it was just no good reason for it to be canceled the way it was um, yeah yeah other than it was essentially, I think it boiled down to studio posturing, um, but good rewatchable show. Uh, you know, didn't realize how much I enjoyed it. And you know, if you ever watched uh, Raising Hope as well, you know, oh, same yeah. show, same creator, a lot of the same uh, sensibilities, and and technically in the same universe, same I think. universe, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because in the pilot on the radio, it's been a you know a man in such and such recently yeah. completed his list. It's like, oh, they're giving us the closure we never got. That was nice. Um, anyway. Uh, so, so we're fighting algorithms, and and we see this now every day. Like, when is the last time you creepily maybe looked for something on Amazon, or you just happened to do a Google Google search on something, and now the advertisements are popping up everywhere, popping up oh daily, man, yeah, right. It's like oh, and by the way, I don't need to keep seeing vector ads because I've got vector. You've already don't- got a vector. Oaks. which by the way my <laughs> wife asked me she's like I, I need a list from you what do you want for christmas i'm like take that i'll put it back in the box uh you can put it in any other box and wrap it i'll be unwrapped <laughs> surprised go right again because i gotta i gotta stop getting myself all the crap i want uh, all the time um and and let's not reward that behavior by getting me more stuff um, right um but uh but you know, it, we keep seeing these algorithms now, and, and it, I guess that's the reason why artificial intelligence uh, for some people is terrifying, because really there is a point now where our analytics, like right now I'm sure, based simply on my viewing and internet habits, I'm sure there is probably an algorithm somewhere that could tell me the roundabout probability of when I would die, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mean, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They probably know what my interests are. They know the type of things they do. They know my activity level. Totally. So many things that could be predicted. Uh, So I I wouldn't doubt that artificial intelligence in some way could be our greatest fear because there could be then a point if the algorithms can predict what you can, what you may do, then what happens if an artificial intelligence gets a hold of that and they start slowly moving the human race more and more to, you know, following their robot masters. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, totally. You know, we're talking about uh, behavioral modification through yeah. algorithm, which I'm sure it could be probable. Uh, now I'm just getting into nonsense, though. But Trent, you recently had an amazing purchase, didn't you, that we could share in the, the tech section? Yes, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, By right the way, now, and- I can't say tech section right now easily. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, and and again, I, I am I am no um, uh, fanboy. Uh, we are not compensated at all uh, by uh, Best Buy. Um, however, currently right now they're doing uh, the 20 days of doorbusters. So it used to just be, you know, uh, Black Friday. You got your doorbusters, and that was that. Now you can they're doing daily doorbusters. Um, you can just click on the, their site. Uh, it's pretty easy to get to. Uh, and uh, what what day was it? I believe uh, Wednesday or th- yeah, I believe it was Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Either or, uh, they had uh, something that, that I've been hunting for for a while. Yes, or at least dude, no, I've, I've you, always uh, been right by the way, now and what I'd like to purchase. Uh, but there's never been a price point that 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 really allowed me to jump into it. But I was able to pick up uh, a WD Easy Store 10 terabyte external hard drive. Uh, the, the only downside is it's, it's only interface is a, uh, 
uh, USB 3. There's no uh, network uh, interface for it, so I can't run it as its own uh, like NAS or something like that. But uh, I picked it up for the ridiculous price of uh, $180 retailing now, if you look at it, $300. Holy moly. That's a, that's definitely yeah. a doorbuster, ain't it? Very, very cool. I was super stoked about it. I even looked, uh, or uh, my roommate showed me online. Uh, it's, it's pretty easy to shuck the, the, uh, the casing if I wanted to install it into a, uh, a network driver and NAS, uh, device. Uh, so yeah, I've now got all my backup storage, all my media, uh, uh, housed in one easy place. Uh, and pff, man, I, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know if there's going to be anything else that's, that's appealing to very, you, but very cool. I was super stoked out. about it. I even looked uh, at 20 days of doorbusters. We're on day nine now, and there's six hours left for the stuff that's on there. Um, totally, totally cool. While I was there though, it was funny. There was a, uh, I was waiting in line, uh, to, to pick it up. Um, and this little kid was buying a vector go with, with his dad and the the salesman uh was selling the product like in talking about it to them but uh and he was very uh uh you know he's a very happy-go-lucky salesman and and uh was 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 making the sale even though they were already purchasing it and then they walked out the same time that i did and uh you know the the, the father was this you know kind of this rough cowboy type and uh the kid goes, wow, he was really nice. And the, the dad didn't say anything. And then the kid goes, but he sure talked a lot, didn't he? And the dad goes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of you, though, Will, just in that in that uh, the, the you you also have a vector. And he was talking about how, yeah, it'll do flips for you if you just ask it, you know, tell it to flip and this, that and the other. Does your vector do do flips? A little mi misrepresentation there, but uh... <laughs> I mean, it can do a wheelie off of its cube, but... Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, and I'm sure in that case, the, the dad was probably, like you said, he, uh, I'm just assuming he was kind of cowboyed up, and he's, he's just oh, like... Oh, totally. He's just like, I can't believe I'm spending my money on this he's blasting electronic yeah. thing. I don't Damn, know. son, I should be buying him a lariat so the boy can learn how to rope a sheep for crying out loud. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, not not <laughs> not the newfangled... I don't get this kid. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. The boy ain't right, damn it. <laughs> yeah, welcome to your, by the way, welcome to your kid wherever you are. Welcome to your new robotic cat. That's essentially yeah. what they are. You know? it's, it will do what it wants. It does. Well, that's the point, though. It's supposed to be, uh, but it, it sometimes it is cool. Like, there was one day the uh, the uh, Echo Dot wasn't behaving well in my office, and I was able to just ask the, the robot what... Uh, what the weather was and he gets cute little animations with his face for anything but the sun uh you yeah know, yeah he'll get like uh if it's cloudy clouds kind of rest over his eyes and he shakes them off and they dissipate uh yeah if it's raining ra his raindrops are, are going on his screen face and they're like doing drips on top of his eyes you know it's it's lots of cute stuff uh sunshine however he just he, he loses his eyes and gets a big yellow sun it's like why didn't you guys make the eyes uh, turn into a sun like yeah. everything else but you know what, what do i know yeah, oh, I, I like the way you reminded me of you, Will, and then you realized because you talk a lot, you know, in the fact oh. that you have a vector. <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> so the salesman was a bit over enthusiastic. You say? Well, it was, was funny because as I was walking around the store, um, I uh, uh, they I was back looking at the DS games, and apparently uh, that's where that's the spot in the store where they think no one shops uh, because he he was a manager and he had brought an employee back there to chew him out because he wasn't doing. 
he wasn't, I don't know exactly what it was, but he wasn't marking down whatever's. And he was explaining to him that I need an objective way to track how many people you're interacting with. And this is the way we do it. And so you just need to be, make sure you're doing at least four an hour and like was kind of chewing his ass. Um, and then, you know, the flip side, oh yeah, this is such a great product. You're going to love it so much. It does flips. <laughs> was that the same guy? Yeah, it was a t- totally the same dude. Oh man. Brutal, brutal. Uh, but you know, in Best Buy there, they have to do that. Cause you know, that's oh, one of yeah. those stories you can't yeah. walk around yep. and just like, I'm, I'm just gonna get my shopping done and I'm gonna walk out like heaven forbid you want to look at, at the 4k displays or as screens because yeah. you're gonna that's gonna be like uh there's gonna be y- your sugar there and ant they're gonna be on your ass in a heartbeat yep. yeah uh, which is which is why you know when i go in for most times you, you put the big over-the-ear headphones on uh just just to let everyone know that you are not there to speak to anyone <laughs> i in no way wish to socially engage i wish to just buy my shit and get out yes absolutely <laughs> unless a manager is chewing out an employee or a couple's having a fight somewhere Bombs. in the store i would love to listen to either <laughs> one of those things which which may have been why they they felt they were okay to uh to converse because i had big headphones on at the time <laughs> yeah there you go i um and i don't know about you uh i that's one of those things i just gravitate to no matter what if any couple oh, is sure. having an argument in public like uh, earlier this week, I had to do a lot of traveling. So I was doing a lot of walking around airports. And, uh, you know, if I'm just ambling to the next place, I'll tell you right now, uh, I, I'll just walk my way. But if I hear a couple is arguing, I will slowly move yep. over. Yep. So I can follow that journey just because it's fun and interesting to listen to. Uh, another... <sighs> tangentially uh the where my office is located on on the the university campus it's uh it's on a top floor of a building uh it's got a lot of uh private office rooms uh which which get co-opted a lot by uh student couples uh and and i don't know if this is just utah culture but uh they there's a a uh a tendency for these couples to be uh, not not necessarily kissing, but very cuddly uh, around my office. And uh, recently, I've I've just uh, stopped caring, and so I just stare at them, and I turn it into a staring contest <laughs> to see if to see if they'll notice me and then look away or not mm-hmm. as I walk by. I try I try really hard to get eye contact uh, from someone sitting on someone else's lap or or someone with their head in their lap as they're petting their hair or whatever. It's my workplace for, for crying out loud. I understand completely, man. And, and and the only thing that would make it even nicer, if you had a natural tendency towards uh, a lazy eye, I have discovered <laughs> now that I'm in, I, no, I've discovered in my 40s now, okay, that uh-huh. um, apparently I have just been working against whatever my genetics are. Because uh, if I haven't, have I shown this on the show before? Yeah, for those of you watching the video. Not uh, that I know of. Go to, if you're listening on the podcast and you absolutely have to see this, uh, whatever the minute mark is, it's going to be somewhere around, uh, this is like an hour and two minutes. So, well, just look at your audio player. What am I yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I actually do have an eye that would be lazy, but I apparently naturally fight against it. Okay. So here it goes. If you're watching the video, here's your creepy reward. There we go. I don't know if you can see that level. Of, let me oh, take yeah, off my glasses. Oh, yeah, just kind of off a little bit there, yeah. Right. Uh, oh, and it can get worse and worse. <laughs> I've never noticed that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I can focus with one eye on what I'm trying to look at, at which point then, imagine throwing this stare at them while they're walking by. Okay, that's enough <laughs> of that. 
<laughs> yeah, snap, snap out of it, Wilkins. Yeah, that's one of those things you discover because it, it, like it kept happening over and over as I would get tired in the day. I'm like, oh god, why oh. is my eye doing that? Yeah. Um, and then and then naturally, I I started realizing, oh, this is something I can control. Okay, well, this will be fun. Um, so now you know my wife wants to have a serious talk with me at the dinner table about something, and then suddenly it's just like. <laughs> Focus. My, hey, hey. By Wilkins, the way, hey, got to mention. Me. So far, it's the only thing I've ever had that's made my daughter uh, accidentally swear in front of me, Emily, because she said, "Stop." <laughs> she told me one time, "Stop looking like an effing gecko." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's not wrong. I I agree completely. It's <laughs> it's it's completely unsettling, isn't it? Just like if you're if you're oh. trying to have a serious conversation with me, and then suddenly it just kind of. I really hope this is pulled as one of the poster images for the video. It's now going to be, no matter what. I'm telling you all yeah, that yeah, now. Yeah, because yeah. everyone is just everybody. I'm sure loves this creepiness so much. Oh, um, I freaking oh uh, that no, it's stupid human tricks, folks. Right here, right, heads. and and everything mildly. To, but but imagine throwing that at the couple, and I guarantee you, they will stop going there, Trent. They're like, oh, because imagine you with the full beard and the eye. I know, I know, dude. Oh amazing yeah they'd be like nope nope that's that's that okay, spot's gone sour that, we're the, not on the third floor anymore folks, or the fourth floor anymore it, it's just like pet cemetery the soil has gone bad <laughs> it's gone bad. the soil's gone bad yeah you don't want to go bother don't do that don't do that um <laughs> sorry i i don't know why i brought that up it's just it's it's completely unnerving and disgusting too uh a lot of christmas sales have been going on i know people have noticed this i you know i get notices every day about one thing or the other that's one of the things that uh, that pops up in my for you. So whatever I've done, I've oh. shown I'm a compulsive shopper, I guess, or I'm okay. I'm, I'm uh, sales may make me impulse buy, but I did uh, spend money I shouldn't have on a refurbished uh, Fire TV 4K only because it's supposed to have uh, you know bigger and better processors. Obviously, it would be better for the future and. My wife's most frequent complaint about the Fire TV stick, like when we load DirecTV now, she's like, "Well, it's it's DirecTV. I'm ax I'm turning on now, but it it will take its own time to load, kind of thing." Oh, so okay. I was hoping that would expedite some of that. And that was the same uh, price as a Fire TV stick at, at full retail. Oh, nice. So I got on that. Uh, but one thing I got to tell you too, though, Trent. Uh, you know, I think it was last year or earlier this year. I picked up one of them, uh, them digital pressure cookers. The Instant Pot is the most immediate oh. brand name that you recognize. Yes. Yes. Um, which you know it's fine. Uh, but you know now it's always popping up in my stream too because you know occasionally I will look up a recipe to use in it because. Sure. You know, one pot cooking. I'm all about it, and if there's anything, like if it's a slow cooker recipe that I can get done in a half an hour instead of an entire day, hey, yep. I'll take advantage of it, And but I guess I've done one too many searches, so now oh, every really? time one of the sale items pop up, that, that, that it's right there with on. you, yeah. I remember yeah, seeing- I, I use mine all the time. I remember seeing an article about it, it's like, uh, please, I don't need to hear about your Instant Pot, because apparently- <laughs> This time of the year, Instant Pot owners are coming out of the woodwork trying to get everyone to buy an Instant Pot. Well, it, because it's 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 that very safe gift, right? Um, that that you can get, you know, uh, anyone that 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 feels like it's going to be appreciated and used. Yeah, exactly. It's it's some well, and plus, if it is something, because I've had one. Look, guys, there's it's a pressure cooker. It, there's nothing yeah. special about it other than convenience and and it's a pressure cooker you can use it as a slow cooker apparently or 
Yeah. Uh, like it has a saute function as well, which is why, you know, you can brown your meat in there and then throw in all your other ingredients. And then like 30 minutes later, you're eating dinner. You know, I, yeah, I, I do that all the time. Uh, I, I make a Brazilian uh, bean, black bean stew and you put a lot of meat in there. So I'll throw the meat in first, let it brown and and grease the pan up. And then you throw all the other ingredients and pressure cook it. Yeah. Well, and of course you are because you're you're living life well that way, because now you have just set up lunch for the rest of the week. Right. So, yep, exactly. Yeah. I uh, the, I think the last thing I made in mind was and I did a quote unquote rotisserie chicken. So I cooked a whole chicken in there. Right. Oh, okay. And, but that's great because then once that's done as well, I can still save the uh, the carcass, throw it back into the same instant pot with. And now I'm going to sound like one of them budget cutters. But uh, apparently, like anytime you cut vegetables, if it's something that would be good for bit making broth or stock or, or whatever you want to call it, yep. you just throw it in at all your throwaway. So like the ends of your onions, the nasty part, the ends of the carrots and celery and all that. You throw them in a freezer bag, and then when it's come time to stock, just throw that in there. Um, so I, I purchased a juicer uh, uh, over the summer, and and have, have seen some great benefits uh, from from actually getting an intake of vegetables and fruit now in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's one of those um, centri cent centrifugic. It uses a centrifuge to right. uh, pull it out, so there's no pulp, right? But I've got all this leftover pulp. Um, and so, yeah, the, the carrots, the cucumbers, uh, all the vegetables and stuff. Yeah, that goes directly into my uh, into my Brazilian bean stew. There you go. Look at you maximizing. You smart. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, after you got the juicer uh, and and like if you talk to people about it, how many people were up your ass about needing to have the pulp and everything else? Oh, uh, that's that's my mother. That's my mother still tells me, well, son, you need to be having the fiber too. you know, you, just, the juice is just sugar. So you you need it. OK, thanks, mom. Thank Thank you. OK, <laughs> it's just sugar and vitamins and the vitamins. Yeah. yeah. And the, and there and there's fiber in the juice, too. Like it's it's I look at it this way. It's like, OK, I, I can either have like, the, the you know, the juice without the pulp or no vegetables in my diet at all. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going the good route, man. You know, <laughs> Whatever Thanks, works. Man. Well, you know, I uh, one of the one of the things I've been doing in trying to lose weight is coming up. Uh, I've been following. You know, I, in case you haven't noticed, there might be some company affiliation with another company, and uh, let's just sure, say sharing I, your initials. Yeah, exactly. So, so I've been doing that, and in for me, it's all about hacking and cheating the system. So, with the Weight Watchers Freestyle, uh, there are a certain number of foods that are considered free. They're point free because they're point. Yeah, there's no points to it. Yeah. Exactly. Look, guys, here's the deal. You get an allocation of points, and through the day, you drain those points. The idea is not to drain too many of them. Food get Foods based on whatever it is have a point value. Free foods don't take away from the points you have. Uh, right. So for the longest time, I was having every morning for breakfast, uh, a and I'm sorry if this disgusts you all, but it's been an egg scramble that also has mushrooms and spinach in it. Mm, you know, very, very good. simple and easy, but yeah, it's tasty. Uh, and then I was looking for ways to stop either, uh, you know, uh, losing spinach when I don't have them or uh, or what have you, or just something easier. And, you know, they say frozen vegetables are okay because they're, they're frozen at the peak of freshness, allegedly. Right. So I tried a few stir fries. So I was having some different scrambles. And, yeah, it's not the best experience, but still, it's the same thing. It, it's free points. But uh, let me tell you, throwing a stir having eggs with those first things I mentioned, not bad. You started introducing asparagus and stuff into there, and uh, it just gets nutty. 
Yeah, because because I mean, uh, like like uh, like mushrooms and spinach have their own flavor, but don't affect the flavor to other things, right? Asparagus, you cook it with something, everything tastes like asparagus. Yes, definitely. It's kind of like adding ketchup to anything. You yeah. Know, yep. You're not trying to affect the. Fl- you want to taste ketchup right now. That's what you want exactly. to taste. Yep. That's what you're looking for. Why are we talking about this? I don't remember. Oh uh, well, I, <laughs> well it's just uh, you know, with the, with the juice. Uh, it, you that would actually have points whereas you have sure. the stuff with it you wouldn't but you know the whole point is it doesn't matter it's whatever you works for you whatever you're enjoying right. you know uh we only get one shot at this so so i i you know and and that's one of the things that i think uh has been interesting if you ever talk or have an opportunity to talk to kevin smith about his weight loss you know he will say well you know i'm i'm and his diet it's all about for him staying alive because he had the wake-up call that, that sure. some of yeah. us don't get in life you know right yeah and, and some people have used it as a cautionary tale you know we've seen people that have gone online and they've, they've done something to say well you know after it happened to you i went to my doctor and lo and behold you know i had like i was 80 percent blocked or that kind of thing uh, yeah so, uh, we can take uh uh knowledge from those to apply them me i haven't done so well you know with with the wake-up call i i have lost some weight this year which is great but you know i like dietarily speaking i kind of wane and and i I have peaks and valleys peaks and valleys um some days i i'm able to follow program just fine other days it's like i want all of the food and i have to have it now Uh, i don't understand and then and that's the thing i say i don't understand how people do it but then you know, I guess if you have something like the prospect of uh, termination of your life, that could be a great motivator uh, because totally. lo- because look at what Kevin Smith has done. At the same point, too, you, I look at it and and really it makes me feel like, you know what, you're just not trying hard enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, when somebody you see is able to do it, you know, look, it's just science. Uh, that's all yeah. it is. And you yeah. hear to the formula and it can work. Um but sometimes well, you don't want to live to the formula. Well, it's it's hard because uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of of the 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 term the happiness trap, right? Um, happiness trap that you can fall into is you know uh, finding something that or, or engaging in something that gives you uh, short term happiness but long term uh, discomfort, right? So so <laughs> eating is is like the perfect example of that. By the way, Pete Messer on uh, Facebook right now, he mentioned, uh, and I hope you've been watching Hashtag Nutheads because I sure as shit haven't. Um, <laughs> but he says the eye is not lazy, it just abides. <laughs> yeah, exa- ex- exactly. <laughs> I'll take that. It does. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, it, it, uh, well, you can be, you don't want to fall into a happiness trap and you don't want to be a happiness pump either, right? Big- Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like there's, there's, it's, it's, it's not unlike drug seeking, right? Like you've always got to have that. I think, um, uh, fantastic book. If you, if you haven't ever read it, check it, you know, check it out. Uh, uh, the happiness trap there's, there's an illustrated version, which is even better. Uh, but they, they talk about it and they say like there, there, there's two, there's two things to, to living a, a rich, meaningful life, not rich in the, you know, monetarily sense, but, uh, just engage in uh, what you're doing mindfully uh, and then make sure whatever you're doing is meaningful. I'm That's failing cool. on both those fronts. Um, <laughs> but no, it's true. I mean, because uh, a happiness trap is, is, is like for me, 
having a peanut butter sandwich, not even jelly on it, man. Just peanut yeah. butter between two slices of bread. Oh, I love it. That's one of my favorites. Right? But I guarantee you, in, in the moment while I'm experiencing it, one, I'm not fully invested in it, which I should be, because maybe then it'll help satiate my craving. Sure. Um, but I love I love the taste of peanut butter. I love the experience of eating it. But I guarantee you, 10 minutes after I've had that sandwich, there is n- nothing in the way I feel that is going to be good from having had it, right? Sure. Right. Yeah, so yeah, then, yeah. So then what do I do? Then what do you do? Well, you have to now find something else that makes you happy to make that go bad feeling well. go away. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So now it's like, well, I guess I'll have some chocolate milk. Once again, you're not... Eh. I, right, the human condition just sucks. Let's face it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we're 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 evolutionarily we're not we're not programmed to, uh, to to see that far uh, in into the well being of our self preservation. Right, uh, you know, evolutionarily we've uh, developed to to live right now and to make ourselves happy right now and and to think about right now because there could be a. Uh, mastodon around the corner we don't know well not to get uh, too into it too but at the time that particular lifestyle probably matched in line with the nutritional availability as well you know we we, totally, we live we we are trapped in this horrible world of excess now where we do during most daytime jobs uh except for people that are manual laborers and god bless you because you keep everything moving um but, you know, I, like I spend the majority of my time sitting down. I'm not up hunting and gathering and yep. finding uh, meat, uh, finding grain, uh, getting animal skins and standing and curing them so we have warmth and clothing. I'm not doing anything that we genetically were encoded to do or we evolved into to do. Totally. None of that's in play. Instead, I sit around all the time and I can have a plethora of food choices that I want, whether they are yeah. good or not. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, 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 the, the metering function has to come into play. Whereas at the genetic level, we probably didn't have that because it wasn't a concern, you know, Yep, totally. especially when I'm sure the long, the lifespan was probably more in line with about 40 years old, you know, oh, if, if, yeah, if, if you were lucky, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure in some cultures too, it's like, if you were lucky enough to get to 60, they probably drowned you because by then you were, you were changing yeah. so much. They figured you had the devil in you or something. Yep, Totally. Yeah. You're, you're weighing down the tribe at this point. Yeah, exactly. We glove glove can't keep up. Glove glove. Gotta <laughs> go. Uh-huh. Right. I think I just found the episode title. Glove glove. Gotta go. Glove uh, Gotta go. <laughs> speaking of which, it's time to wrap this up. We're talking about nutrition and being lazy, which is so far off base <laughs> from whatever we, propose that this podcast is but but, you know seriously Trent it's interesting I think Um, the era we're in now and this will be my last waxing philosophical moment then really we will get the hell out the door but it it is interesting to be in the podcasting world that we are in now considering that you know in in the early days uh, you could have a podcast and you could probably easily acquire an audience because uh, there wasn't so much but there are we have to compete was so much now, and, and in an organized fashion, in something like the iTunes directory, right? That uh, that I hope people realize we we do this because we enjoy it. Because there's no other reason to now, yeah. right? Realistically yeah. there's, speaking, there's no incentive to compete. <laughs> yeah, we 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 are we are outclassed and outmatched, and like literally, we are the 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 very definition of what a podcast is that people don't want to listen to. Cause it's two, <laughs> it's two guys sitting around talking about whatever. Right. 
Right. Yeah, we should have really just titled it Two Guys yeah. Sitting Around yeah. Talking About Whatever, but that is way yeah. too long to say. And it's, and it's probably already taken up. More than likely. <laughs> no. And sometimes I do see their podcast names, too, and I'm like, oh, that one's got – I mean, ours actually, it's a good name. It's got a hook, so it could Great hit. Yeah. If if we had anything of quality and a, and a and a bigger following, maybe I don't yeah. know though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I my whole thing about that is I, I still hope it wouldn't dissuade people from doing it because anything you do that's creative helps get your creative juices out, man. Totally. And you may think there's nothing creative about sitting down and talking, but it, it lends itself to a process that creates something along the way, and and you'll find something new that you weren't even expecting. And you well, and, it's, and 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 for me, it's a, it's a great social connection that I don't get in a lot of places. There you go, right? Uh, you yeah. and I get to have a good, solid time talking about whatever it is we want to talk about. Um, and, and by the way, too, it's nice to hear uh, amongst everything else that uh, our good friends at the Good Place got a season four pickup. So yes, I saw that. Especially since now, uh, with the quote unquote fall finale that they threw at us, uh, which is episode ten. That means when we come back, there's only three more episodes because they do 13. They could go up to 16 contractually, but they're only 13. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that, especially with this latest episode, the Janets. Grant, I haven't seen the whole thing, but they may have found a a unique way to add an extra episode with certain um, contracts for people. You know, it's funny you mention that. So with this week's episode, you know, just the most complex thing about it that you've probably already heard about is the fact that one of the actresses on one of the actors on the show, pardon me, uh, Darcy Carden, who plays Janet, ends up playing almost every role on the show except Michael's. uh, So Ted Danson's character. She plays those characters. That's all I'll say about it. Other than the fact that. Wow. Uh, I could just imagine if you don't listen to the uh, Good Place, the podcast, there's a great moment in it where she's describing how she's listening to reference material that's been made, like because uh, the cast do a walkthrough of the episode as well. So that way she could hear yeah. how the characters would react and she could then present that that performance. And at one point, uh, the gentleman that plays Chidi uh, was walking uh, down the street. I imagine in the studio because where else are you going to see him walking around? And she was in her car, and she calls him over at the same moment that his voice is just blaring out of her car speakers, at which point he goes, oh, how cute. So you're going completely insane, which <laughs> I'm, I can only imagine because, like, think about it. You are going to be emulating the characters that people know and love. So you have to do uh, uh, you have to act in a manner to totally. where you're presenting that character. Um it was an amazing episode, so it was good to hear that they got a season four pickup, and we know that they're going to be continuing. Another thing that happened in the past two weeks, <laughs> you know, people, everyone's like, I thought you said you were going. <laughs> um, but I found this interesting, because uh, one of my favorite uh, shows, and, and knowing what we know now, I'm not surprised that this happened, uh, but the last season of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you may have uh, written off the show or walked away from it sometime, but I have to tell you, uh, there was, uh, other than a rough uh, part of the first season, subsequent seasons, it keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And this last season, the show was up against a reduced uh, order count, I believe, and a reduced budget. And that's part of the reason why we got the uh, season we did. It was actually very, uh, uh, I don't want to say bottle episode-ish, because right. they were mostly in like one station. So they were they, they built limited sets, and then they have, yep. were using existing things like Quinjets and stuff. So uh, and, and within that, they ended up coming up with a very amazing and creative season. 
Um, and then it was kind of sh- it was great to hear that they got picked up for another thirteen episodes. But then it was a bummer to hear that we weren't going to see them until summer of twenty nineteen. But then you got to realize, uh, narratively speaking, it makes sense because they're in the same world as the MCU, and exactly. it's connected. So they've got to get past Infinity. Uh, well, in this case, they got to get past Endgame to be yep. able to tell their stories again. Because if not. You know, how could they come back, like, let's say, in the fall or in the spring? And it's like, uh, here's here's uh, Coulson and May and the rest of the team is gone. Or, it's you know, gone and uh, we're not going to explain that. But yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, but but uh, they did such a great job with the last season. I'm not shocked to hear this happen. So we haven't even seen the new season. They've already been renewed again. So oh, I, nice. I think they, so the, the pickup was for season six and now season seven has been, they've been renewed for a seventh season as well. Good. And probably cause they are such effective storytellers and, and obviously it's turning things around so well. So that was yeah. a great pickup to hear too. Um, and now that makes me remember one other thing I wanted to talk to. Uh, if you got to go, let me know, Trent, just let no, me know. No, okay. I'm good. But I was thinking, I was thinking about this. Oh, now I got to remember what it was. Cause I was thinking about that and the Avengers, so, well, never mind. Now I, I lost it. Oh, well. <laughs> well, because I was talking about uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and how you can't really tell stories until you know how these stories have been told. Oh, well, never mind. I lost it. It doesn't matter. It was more rhetorical bullshit anyway, right? Sure, sure. More than likely. Nothing of meaning or value. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> two guys talking speculatively. Oh, never mind. Unfortunately, I remembered what it was. The resolution and endgame, Trent, narratively speaking, how do you think they're going to pull that off? Um, Because there's one of two ways, I guess, that they do this. They they bring back people or they undo things, right? Okay. I feel from from a narrative standpoint and from a keeping things sane kind of standpoint, by the way, is it wrong of me to hope that Aunt May got dusted only because <gasps> you don't? Well, because she's, she's so sexy now. No, because uh, no, <laughs> no, because you know, like your nephew once again goes missing and you can't oh. hear from him, and you don't hear from him leading up to this, and then this event happens, and yeah. you know, I'm just saying you don't want her to have to well, go through that and fall into the arms of of Jay Jonas, of Jameson's father. Yeah, plus everything that she went through cuz uh you yeah. know that's one of the nice things I like that they alluded to in in uh Homecoming when he's just like no, of course she doesn't, you know. I couldn't put her through that after everything she's been through and yeah. they're kind of acknowledging the Uncle Ben thing in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um no, I I have a funny feeling. Sorry to throw in this endgame speculation, folks. But I really have a firm belief that whatever the story is going to be, the only way to make it be a sane and non-existential um, uh, crisis world is that you do have to somehow undo everything. Yeah, so in other words, totally. the events yeah. of Infinity War, or at least the event of the snap, gets prevented. The only way to win this is to actually still stop Thanos from doing the snap. Right. Because, you know, from from a religious standpoint, from a self-identity standpoint, there are too many questions if you yeah. restore people. It's like, well, am I really Peter Parker or am, am I, I just really a... Peter, am I just an approximation created by this mystical gauntlet? 
Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Am I pill boy or am I a manifestation of pill boy in a void? Right. I'm just saying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Um, so, so. Don't you dad? <laughs> so I think that, uh, that when it comes down to it, 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 that's one of the things we're going to find is it has to be a complete undoing and prevention of that happening because otherwise, yeah. you know, you, you just, I mean, how do you go on in a world? Well, first of all, where everyone was taken away and now they're suddenly back. Cause then everyone's also going to question you, you know, like, you know, right. well, you were gone, you know, or, and in some cases it's going to be like, I saw you vanish in front of me. To well, nothing. and the, the chaos that of everyone disappearing, everyone reappearing would instigate that same chaos yeah exactly so I, I just had to throw that out there that's one of the things that you know i really think that they they have a a horrible horrible um task at hand in, in trying to tell this story in trying to resolve this story i i don't i don't envy the russo brothers and the writers at all is what i'm saying because really there are just too many uh, ways that this could go where you create, you know, ethical and self-identity uh, problems. So right. it'll be interesting to see, though. Obviously, it's going to involve the quantum realm because uh, Ant-Man comes back. It was nice, though, that they did have that. that they had that final moment of giving us hope, right? I wish we oh, yeah. could provide that to people. Do we have anything we could? Okay. If you're a fan of NetHeads. Okay. Okay. I'm talking to you. Yes, you. You're the only one. Okay. I'm I'm listening. No, not you. I'm I'm oh. now addressing the oh. audience member. Okay, my the, bad, my bad. The people listening to this or person, whatever it is, right? Uh in the past, and we haven't coordinated on this, uh, but we've done the Nogathon. So uh, my question to you is are we gonna do the Nogathon again? I think we probably should, don't you? I would like to. So Yeah. Sometime within the calendar time left before Christmas, and I don't know what this means, but it's coming somehow, the 12 days of NetHeadsmas. Ooh, or okay. Or 12 nights of NetHeadsmas. Sure, sure. So 12 subsequent pieces of something tied together leading up to the holidays, and either the Nagathon is going to wrap that up or the Nagathon is going to be a part of it. One or the part other. Of it, sure. Yeah. But we'll definitely be doing that. And so uh, if you want to uh, go ahead and start uh, stocking up for your beverages while you're listening, great. If not, yeah. you know, I will be buying the one bottle of prepackaged alcoholic uh, eggnog. So I will go full nog. Uh, sure. Last year, you took a different approach, Trent. What was that? You were. I, I don't. I, I'm getting the past two years blurred uh well i think last year was bottom shelf liquor that may have been infused with soda yeah uh, but then again i remember you also had a separate container with ice in it so that way you could refresh your drink so that, so, that was last year I'll, I'll be honest dude i don't remember last year at all that's the sign of a good nagathon okay good 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 and, and the fact that you didn't catch your kitchen on fire afterwards is, is uh, a better sign of a nagathon. yes yeah because i don't know if either of these two yahoo dogs would be able to wake me up in time right sons of sons of guns oh by yeah by the way uh how have things been going with lurch uh great just got him back from the the groomer today first time he'd ever been groomed mm -hmm. so it, it took about three hours uh, but he smells so much better. He's a very happy dog. Oh, it's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Yes. Uh, so, uh, updates on this end, things are progressing. As I've uh, said before, the dog that we rescued is very skittish. Actually, 
uh, since the last time we talked, the uh, person that had the quote-unquote uh, breeding business uh, has now been to court, and then we've seen things from there. And uh, it was not a misstatement in the past when it was said that she is a hoarder because her living conditions, oh, the geez. pictures of the home we have seen, would be on hoarders. Oh, my God. I and, can only imagine. Which just does not lead you to good conclusions when it comes no. to uh, caring for animals as no, well. No, not at all, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Rika himself is he's doing better and better with each day, and we're good, seeing man. progress. You know, he's he's becoming a little bit more of a, of a what we would call a people dog, you sure. know, every single day. Still has very little to do with me. Uh, I'm still the most terrifying thing sure. on, on God's earth to him. But uh, you know what? We, what we do what we can. What time, man? Uh, but he has, he is fully bond. I think my daughter Emily is her, her his person now because the dog's always up there with her. Oh, her. Love it. Yeah. Good. And, and, uh, good for, and it's good that he has one person and he is starting to do some things. Like when I got back, when I'm sitting on the couch, he may come over and sniff me to check me out. And, okay. And we have to do, uh, what I call food baiting. So I will, sure. uh, yeah, you got to, yep. Chicken or something else. And basically, I, like, I throw it in a path leading up to me, and then he may take something from my hand as sure. well. Uh, I didn't understand why that worked. Apparently, what it does internally it makes them question the existing relationship they have established in their head. So in they're the, like, yeah. if I'm scary, but I want the food, okay, so I'm going to get the food. Oh, nothing happened when I got the food. So yep. maybe I'm less scary. I don't know. Yep. Uh, but that's going on. But other than that, that's about it. Uh, he is, uh, we're trying to get rid of nocturnal behaviors from him, meaning he specifically wants to get up in the middle of the night. Sure. Totally. Thankfully, my daughter's been all over that. But that's it. So that's the update. So, so Lurch is, is, is uh, adjusting still well, enjoying his new life. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Just, just doing great. We're, uh, just kicking along, yeah. Uh, teaching him to go to the bathroom in one specific spot outside and everything. So yeah, everything's great. Perfect. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, we uh, we've had a few accidents here and there, but that's because we're. One thing you don't uh, sometimes do is fully investigate the breed, and apparently mm. these uh, these dogs, since they're used to living in a snowy climate, they are right. very fond of digging because they're used to setting up burrows for themselves. Yeah, that's, that's how that's how they den. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and we just, you know, redid the backyard, so it's uh, been an interesting challenge. Sure, um, sure. But uh, so we've had to change. We used to have a doggy door, so it's like you could have full access, but now he has to be monitored when he's out there. So the doggy door is closed, which means right. if we don't know what his cues are that Watch I need to go outside. Yep, totally. Yeah, so that that's on us, man. Uh, speaking of which, that's what I got to go handle now. It's going to be, yeah, that's the 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 beauty and the the glamorous lifestyle of a podcaster. You you spend a little <laughs> bit of time feeling like you're in show business, and then you have to go shampoo carpets and build a grocery yes. list and go to the grocery store. So that's yes. uh, that's where I'm going to be uh, yeah. for the rest of this day. But, but until next time, you know. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy doing this. Hope you guys uh, want to continue on. If you go to headsonair.com, you can find out about our Patreon. You can also use the Amazon link to do your Christmas shopping, and uh, it helps us to upgrade equipment and do things within uh, the program as well. Last year, the Amazon funds were used to purchase a, uh, a push mower for uh, for Trent. So. For me, it was awesome. Still using it. Had well, nothing... not still because there's, there's snow on the ground. But, yeah. You know. 
Which, by the way, that was uh, that was really fun flying over uh, your area, coming home as well. Because it's just like a sea of white. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a pretty thing sometimes up there in the uh, in the sky. Other it's times, it's from un- a distance. Yeah, un- un- other times it's unnerving when the emergency exit door is suddenly dripping water on you. You know, and it's Whoa. like, oh, that was a condensation thing. No big deal. Sure. But anyway, uh, that's enough from us. We're rambling on. Uh, until next time, folks. My name is Will. I'm Trent. Just gotta throw some cold water no. on the situation. And I'm trying to hit one over here, not one over there. Sure, sure. We'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. You want to know why podcasting is such a goddamn aggravating bit of business, Trent? Uh, Why, Will? Because sometimes, no matter what you do, there will be an audible hum or an electric mismatch or something that you Mm -hmm. just can't get rid of right i I mean you can't avoid it no matter what you do it's there and for three weeks i was chasing the world's worst noise coming out of the uh, audio send from my macbook right okay and i i realize now getting back from my trip it's gone it's just gone now now it's gone whatever the problem was now it's gone usually uh for me when that happens the the bullet battery has died It's not what I meant at all, but okay. Oh, there's a vector cam. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't have anything else to close on other than that was uh, that was interesting and frustrating. Are you in for the 12 days? Are you okay with that? Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't do even, it. It could just be. Let's, let's do it. 12 it. Yeah, there you go. You don't. Wait, do you, do you eat it or do you wear it? You both it. That yes. Was, from Pillboy. Sorry. I'm going away now. Say goodbye, Trent. Goodbye, Trent.